Welcome to our podcast again and our podcast People Just Like Us where we talk with people just like us. Um, again, if you are interested in being part of our podcast, then do get in touch with us. We would love to have you here uh, and have you chatting with us. Uh, I'll give you details again. I'll try and remember to at the end of this as well. If you are eagle-eyed, you'll know that we're in another set again this week. So we just keep moving round rooms so we find one that we like and one that the, the set works in for us. Um, and so we hope you enjoy this. Today, uh, I'm really delighted. Today, we have got Nikki with us. Um, Nikki is from an organisation called Homestart. Uh, she'll tell you a bit about that in a minute. And we've been doing some work with Homestart Healing for the Heart has anyway over the last wee while. Um, we've been enjoying getting to know one another and getting to know one another's organisations. So you are so welcome here. It's really good to have you. Uh, you. We've been trying to get this set up for the last few weeks and we finally managed to land on a date that suited <laughs> you and that suited me. So why don't you tell us a wee bit about yourself and how you came to be doing what you're doing just now? Thank you. Thank you for having me along here today. Um, so I am Nikki O'Hara, the director of Homestart Glasgow North and North Lanarkshire. We're a two-site project. Um, how did I get into working for Homestart? Mm. So I won't go back too far, but um, <laughs> I guess I my background was originally in interior design. Uh, and having done that for a while, I realised that actually I was far more inclined to want to work directly with people. I worked in Easter House uh, doing some promotional artwork for them, went into homelessness, went into befriending and whilst I was befriending um, I was working primarily with uh, young boys. Um, I worked for an organisation called Kobe Befriending and we I provided support to boys between the ages of uh, 14 and 18, uh, boys that were not in education, employment or training and I realised at that point that it was I'm not saying it's never too late, but it felt like it was a little too late. Um, and I was just really keen to get in and work in the early years. So I'm going to say I, I made the slightly strategic move of um, joining the board of Homestart Glasgow South, uh, where I was a board member for about seven years. Uh, and then following that, I was very successful in getting the manager's job at Homestart Glasgow North. So that was about, oh, I think seven or eight years ago. Wow. So I've been there ever since. I just love it when I get to talk to people that I think I know and then they tell me they've been <laughs> into interior design and it's like wow amazing. Yeah, I know. You're the person to know then when you move into a space like this. Oh I don't know. People say that all the time and then I feel totally under pressure to I don't know they're like oh come round to my house and you can help me and I'm like oh no it doesn't work. I, I say interior design so kind of the work that I was doing was butchers, bakers, delicatessens and pharmacies. Ah, right, okay. So maybe that gets me out of us. Excellent. So, so what's <laughs> rattling through my head is what's the colour scheme in here and are we matching <laughs> and are you offended by that? So <laughs> I'm going to say that uh, the nice thing about Homestart is Homestart's got a kind of very defined branding. I always sort of describe the palette of colours as Mediterranean colours. So you've probably yeah. seen it's like really yeah. bright pink, bright orange, bright blue. So it's quite a nice lot of colours to work with. Although in saying that, we have actually just painted our offices white Uh and they were pink, so they're painted white, but we look to kind of do some nice artwork on the walls. So, yeah. Excellent. So you have your paintbrush out then? Well, we'll see. <laughs> well, we've connected with a really fantastic artist, actually. Uh, our offices are in Maryhill, and uh, we've partnered with a really fantastic uh, artist who is visibly impaired, uh, Jo Sunshine, and she's done some really brilliant artwork Amazing. for us, so we're really excited to get her artwork on our walls. Fabulous. Yeah. So... 
why don't you tell us a bit about Homestart? Because I'm not sure that everybody who's listening or watching to this will know what Homestart is or what you do or anything else. Okay. Um, so Homestart, uh, so Homestart UK is based in Leicester. Um, and I suppose it's a bit like a franchise. So there's 180... Two, I think home starts across uh, the UK. Wow. It is. I'm going to say it's actually international. It is in twelve different countries, but in the main, our network is 180 home starts, and they are set up in communities, uh, four communities. Um, so home start Glasgow North. It was home start Glasgow North West, because it covered the northwest of Glasgow. It then became home start Glasgow North, uh, and now we've expanded into uh, into North Lanarkshire areas of North Lanarkshire. Um, so what Homestart uh, does is it, I suppose the kind of tagline is we provide practical and emotional support to families with children under the age of five. Um, so basically um, people get referred from all walks of life with all different issues, challenges, because I'm going to say we all know being a, being a parent isn't easy. Um, so basically people get referred in the main through um, social work, education, health visitors. We get a lot of self-referrals. And it's basically just people that are finding parenting difficult, the struggles that, you know, I'm going to say we all encounter at some point. But um, I guess it's, it's it's not just one issue that's going on. So quite often it could be um, isolation, bereavement, multiple births, addictions, really anything that's kind of compounding your life as a parent. Um, so as I say, they get referred uh, through services or self-referrals. Um, and then our core work is that we match families up with volunteers. So I'm going to say volunteers, everyday volunteers we call them. You know, they're just people people like you and I, people who have a, a, a passion for supporting uh, families. Um, and, and people come to volunteer with us for all different reasons. Uh, you know, whether it's to pay something back because they've got a bit of time in their hands, maybe yeah. their families have, have left home and they feel they've got something to give. So our, our core support is home visiting volunteers uh, and then we also offer other services. So we do groups, we do some stuff in schools, we offer some counselling, thanks to Healing for the Heart. Uh, yeah, so we've got quite a quite a portfolio of supports available. Fabulous. Um, and just picking up on the volunteering thing, mm -hmm. if folks are watching this or listening to it and want to volunteer with Homestart or Absolutely. are interested, they can obviously get in touch with you. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to say we never have enough volunteers Ever. We're always looking for volunteers. I'm going to say 18 to 80, um, we welcome people and we provide really comprehensive training. Um, it's around, I think, 26 to 30 hours. Um, and I mean, of course, you know, there is a vetting process, um, but people go through training and, you know, if they want to support families and we want them to join our team, then we match people up. Um, so it's a really it's a great opportunity for people who, as I say, either want to give something back, but also quite often people use it as a stepping stone if they want a career change or if they want to go um, into further education. I'm going to say the biggest shout out has got to be that we are always looking for men and we've got a real lack of men that come forward. So if let's say we have around uh, 60 volunteers. I think we've got two men and we do know that, you know, there's lots of um, dads that are looking for support. So, yeah, absolutely. If there's any any men out there that are looking for some great volunteering experiences, certainly give us a shout. So it's info at homestartglasgownorth.org.uk. And we'll try and put that in the wee blurb at the bottom of the podcast so that people can see it. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, amazing. 
obviously, so we're obviously at a, an organisation that's all about mental health and wellbeing. Yeah. So what are you seeing, maybe even coming out of the pandemic, because clearly that's what we are all saying we're doing. Um, what what have you seen the impact in ter- in terms of mental health and wellbeing? What have you seen that impact has been, um, you know, over the last couple of years in particular? Yeah, I mean that's a a question that obviously that, that's been talked about, you know, a lot at this point. I mean, a lot of the families that that we support, um, to be honest, were lonely and isolated before the pandemic. Um, a lot of single parents. Um, a lot we work a lot with. Um, asylum seekers and refugees so you know isolation and loneliness impacts those families uh, always not just in the pandemic so the pandemic of course made that a lot worse for for many many more families um, in particular I think we noticed it for uh, new parents um, you know first time parents who were you know bringing new babies into the world um, it was really, really challenging because there was a complete lack of support for them. They were very isolated. Whether that was around, um, you know, parents not, you know, grandparents not being able to visit, um, about going to hospitals and not been having partners uh, to be able to support them. So we we really we noticed the impact um, on parents, but we also really noticed the impact of um, mental health on on infants, children. Um, the, the kind of social isolation that's been caused over the last couple of years um, affecting affecting their behaviour, their confidence. So it's it's a whole family, yeah. unfortunately, it's a whole family uh, impact, which, which is pretty devastating. Yep, and I suppose that becomes a bit of a vicious circle then as well, yep. because if, if parents are stressed, then that impacts their child. Yeah. And then the child, the child's behaviour then impacts the parents, and you just go round in that circle. And and it is, you know, I suppose when we look at um, the reason for referral, um, more often than not, it's around kind of self confidence, self worth, um, and that's a real problem. You know, actually, for some for some parents, getting over the doorstep is a massive, massive issue. And as you see, the problem we then have is people have you know, in this last two years have not been going out. It's impacting their children. We need we we need and families need to be able to get out their houses to go to mother and toddler groups. And we all you know, we all know that when you've particularly with you know, your first baby, it's quite overwhelming having a new baby. It's overwhelming going to a mother and toddler group at the best of times. But actually if you've got significant trauma in your life, you're lacking confidence the thought of going to you know a big mother and toddler group is is really challenging. So what we're trying to do to address that is that we put the volunteer in, and it's a kind of hand in hand, side by side approach, so that the volunteer kind of works with the family, builds up trust, builds up a relationship, tries you know gently to get people out of their homes and into um, so some of our very small supported uh, groups where mums uh, can interact. Uh, with other parents, peer-to-peer support, um, but also children can engage with other children, um, which is is so important, you know, as we all know. Yeah, amazing. And I'm assuming that, maybe wrongly so, but assuming that even in terms of that access at the moment, the whole cost of living crisis and all the rest of it, that's a huge impact too, because you might have a toddler group, but you might need to get a bus to get Mm. to the toddler Mm. group, and can you afford the bus fare or whatever? Yeah, I mean... Finances are, um, I mean, poverty, again, is a kind of 
overarching uh, referral category or criteria that, that we work with. But you know, our service is available to everyone. It's it's not just about poverty. Um, so we work with a kind of a wide range of, um, as I say, challenges. But certainly financially, um, it is a, it is really really challenging and difficult for families. The worry um, that it creates, you know, is 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 terrible. Yeah. And and I mean, as I say, we work with a lot of asylum seekers and refugees where financially things are you know from day one a real struggle being in this country so certainly we where possible we can try and help with you know whether it's the cost of travel of you know coming to our, our groups um and it certainly helps and we know that you know we know that actually for some families where we might give a a, a bus ticket for the day so four pounds sixty for the bus ticket families are delighted to come along to our group but they actually use that ticket all day. So what they do is they cram in, yeah. they do their shopping, they go to the home office, and you know, that's the least that we can do. So it's, yeah, it, it is, it's really challenging for families right now. Yep, and I suppose providing that holistic care as well for folks. So it's not, so it sounds to me as if Homestart's not an organisation that's just kind of tunnel visioned into one thing, it's actually about support for the whole family in a holistic sort of a way. Yeah, absolutely. It is, it is very much a kind of, we, we kind of talk about a wraparound service, yeah. so it is a kind of whole family uh, approach. You know, I was just saying earlier, we've just uh, employed a, a new uh, dad worker. We had a dad's worker, we've now got a new one, uh, Dad Matters uh, UK. So it's kind of, I see it's a model of support. Yeah. Um, so, so it's working uh, really with dad's um, kind of conception up to age two. But yeah, it is about whole families and extended families and kinship carers and grandparents. Yeah. Um, so it's really, you know, it's about enabling families to be the absolute best they can be, yeah. you know, whatever that might look like. Yeah, fabulous. And it's just it, something that is so needed. Um, and it's not, because the need is not always for clinical care or clinical yeah. support, like the kind of stuff that we obviously partner with you to, to offer yeah. when it's appropriate, but actually just that human connection with the people. Yeah. Um, I've often thought of, uh, as the as there's been a change in how families operate and, and the culture that we have in this country in terms of families, I've often thought about having grannies somewhere that you could yeah. actually send in yeah. that, would, that would go in and say, a young to, to a new mum a first time mum oh it's okay it's absolutely fine because you can get just so stressed about all uh, of and that you know stuff. that in, in a way it, there is it does feel a bit like that is what our service is i mean obviously there's kind of you know the, a spectrum of yeah, yeah. of of and much need. more to it than that so you know for some people it actually is just like the granny figure going in um, and providing that practical and emotional support sitting down having a cup of tea talking about how do you how do you manage your washing basket how do you but then there obviously are far more kind of comprehensive right. families where there's you know there's significant need there's um you know there's a lot of trauma in and around the household there's child protection issues but you know we we are we are people talk about the magic of the magic of home start and the magic of volunteering um how do we do the matches well i there isn't a magic, funnily enough. Um, I guess it's really just down to experience and expertise about yeah. matching, yeah. Uh, matching, and and it's very much about you know we get to know our volunteers in that thirty hours of of, of training, and we get to know our families through the assessment, and we magically connect them together. And and of course, 
occasionally there's there's a match that doesn't work out but in the main it's about you know people helping people it is very much about peer support it is about that you know where there's a for many sadly there's many people who don't have family support they don't have you know don't have family locally whether that's asylum seekers or you know because of bereavement um we can provide that service which is yeah, which is great. Just phenomenal. There's yeah. just not anything, there's no substitute for it. Absolutely not. And also just seeing about that kind of complementary. So I, I think, you know, with a lot of the, the families that we work with, you know, there, there is a, a clinical, you know, need, mm-hmm. but there is something about us complementing. So yes, yeah. whether people are, are getting clinical support, but they actually just want that human that's right. human connection. That's and that's what, what, what we can provide. Yeah, which is fabulous. So... And you know you've touched on the magic already, but the question that we always ask our podcast guests is: if we could give you a magic wand that you could wave, that you could change. Now you can only change one thing, okay? So it's only one, not three wishes. You oh just my got goodness! One. So if you had a magic wand that you could wave that could change one thing that would make a significant difference to the lives of of families with with children under two, then what would it be? What would you change? Oh my goodness! I'm thinking, and just one. <laughs> one magic wand. I mean, you would always say for people to be, you know, happy and healthy. Um, and I, I think, you know, you know, we, we look at our staff team, we look at our volunteers, we look at our families. And I think it is about there being uh, appropriate uh, supports for pe- people around around their, their mental health. Because we know that when we go into families, when we're trying to connect um, and support yeah. families if their mental health has been really challenged it's very difficult for us to connect so um, really for there to be services available to, to help um, and support people's mental health um, and, I, and I guess the thing about that is that there's sustainable funding to for, for organisations like yourselves and like ours to know that it's not just a quick fix you know you can't have a quick fix for people's mental health it needs to be something that's there now and tomorrow and the next day so it's about sustainability of funding and you know we know currently that is that is difficult but I guess if there's any funders watching it's don't give us one year funding ideally make it three years that's right yeah and then and then make the, have there have there be some way where we can have a conversation about what that looks like beyond yeah. the three years if it's if it's impactful yeah. if it's making it if it's making that kind of impact um you know you're you're preaching to the choir know. you know so it's like and and i suppose though this this goes out all over the place so there'll be lots of people who'll listen to this or who'll watch this who actually don't know that that's what happens in charities within the uk that there's there's time limited funding um, and it often that funding is for a project yeah. and so when you get that project going and it's going really well then how do you fund it beyond yeah. that because it's then not a new project yeah. you know so and I, I think the thing that, that we know now you know this and I know this is that right now um, because because of the pandemic although it was around before the pandemic is that mental health services are absolutely saturated statutory services are saturated and you know we can't do anything about that but we're available to pick up the bits that are 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 not getting the services that they need and so there is more pressure and more challenge on us as small charities to support to support people you know and it's it is difficult it's a it's a it's a hard time but i'm going to say we're we're here to we're here for the here for the staying and 
yeah. um, hopefully we can make a difference to to families within kind of well certainly our areas Glasgow North and North Lanarkshire but uh, we're not going anywhere we're we're here to stay excellent and we would be saying the same thing and it is about you you can look out broadly and see this massive need and be overwhelmed by it or you can look at it and you can think well I can't make I can't make a difference to all of this but I can make a difference to this person that's in front of me and actually when you see what you're sowing into people's lives you know the difference that that's actually making not just to the presumably to the adults you're supporting but actually to the next generation that's coming yeah. through as well because they're getting that fabulous start yeah. so. and, and you know what you know we, we talk about the difference we make to families and children but we're actually really proud of the difference that we're making to communities yeah. and also to the opportunities that we're creating for volunteers I mean the difference sometimes in somebody that comes through yeah. uh, to, to volunteer where they're yeah. lacking confidence yeah. um and a couple of years down the line, the yeah. difference is yeah. is absolutely unbelievable. So I guess, you know, as much as we're very proud of the work that we do with families and children and babies, um, we're equally as proud of, you know, yeah. what we're offering to volunteers and communities, upskilling yeah. people, um, giving people opportunity to give something back to their community. So yeah. it is a kind of, you know... Yeah. A circle of hope. Yeah, and I suppose that ties back into, you know, if folks are wanting to volunteer, this isn't necessarily all about filling a gap in the organisation. No. It's actually about what they can get from yeah. volunteering yeah. too. And so if folks want to do that, once again, um, we'll put the stuff into the um, notes at the bottom of the podcast, wherever, you, wherever folks are watching their podcasts or listening to their podcasts, we'll get that in there and you can um, you can get in touch with Nikki and the team there uh, and volunteer, which will be fabulous. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much for coming in. No, thank uh, you for having me. Really, really um, uh, informative, insightful, and an absolute pleasure. So thanks a lot for no, coming in. And thank you, and thank you for all the support that you give our charity. Excellent. We are, it is our pleasure. Um, we are keen to have anybody else who would like to chat with us on our podcast like I said earlier on if you want to do what Nikki's done here if you've got something you want to talk about whether or not you head up a charity or whether you're in business locally or less than locally further afield than locally or if you're somebody that's not doing any of that but actually you've got something to say about mental health and well-being then we would love to hear from you Uh, you can get in touch with us if you want to email us Uh, you can email inquiries at healingfortheheart.co.uk or you can follow some of the links that are in the bio wherever you're watching or listening to this that will take you to our website where you can get in touch with us there Um, but if you want to come and be people just like us and share your experience then we would love to have you and we'll see you on the next one.